All right, standing All right, ovation uh, uh, for the one and only Scotty Sattler on the Panthers Express. Good morning, mate. Grand final royalty with the Penrith Panthers. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Well, I don't know about that because we, you know, the voice of grand final day, Steve Allen, always love to hear that every, uh, every grand final day. And, and the Bundy Bear, Michael Keaton, great to catch up with you guys. Ah, uh, Sats, great to hear your voice, mate. And I do tune in occasionally to... Uh, Hear you and the rat uh, doing your piece on uh, on evening on the great SEN program. But uh, great to have you guys here. And uh, mate, grand final day. Uh, it doesn't get much bigger. The two best teams, the mighty Panthers, uh, who you've got a uh, affiliation with, and of course the Brisbane Broncos, uh, great attacking side. How do you see it playing out, my friend? Who knows, dudes? To be quite honest, um, as the weeks go on, I'll try to look at all these different angles and. Uh, probably overcomplicated the whole process when you look at who I think is going to win their game. But uh, it, is, it is the grand final, I think, from a, an emotional standpoint. I think everyone wanted to see the Warriors get through and, and continue just to support the team if your team wasn't in the finals. And uh, their run came to an end, of course. So I, now I've started to break down these both these sides and covered both these teams on SCN League for a number of, uh, number of weeks calling their games. And what I've basically come down to, guys, is that can Brisbane Broncos go the long game? Are they willing to be really patient? Are they willing to, you know, to to basically uh, not have to, not be not be um, too overawed by the situation? But most of all, are they willing just to stay in the pocket? You know, are they willing to are they willing to stay really uncomfortable while feeling comfortable? If that makes sense, I mean, when you've got all that pressure on you, you feel as they just eat it all up. Because we know the Penrith Panthers, they just own that space. They own it. Nathan Cleary just gives you a death by a thousand cuts. He just continues just to poke the bear and poke the bear and he waits for the opposition to make a mistake and then he pounces and he's like a bit of a rattlesnake, doesn't he, uh, Nathan? And, and everyone else is just so connected to what he does. But then defensively, over the last three years in all the finals they've played over the last three years, they've conceded an average eight points a game. Now, that's, that's the best defensive statistic in the history of the game. So then you look at the Brisbane Broncos and you say... Well, yeah, but the Penrith Panthers guys are playing against a team that says to themselves, well, if you're going to score 20, we'll score 30. And, you know, I, I, I feel as though that's a really dangerous side to play against. So, but, you know, if I had to put my money on something right now, I'm saying that the defence of the Penrith Panthers, their experience in this situation, but most notably how connected the chemistry they've got, um, says to me that they'll probably win. All right, Sats, well, while we're still having a few um, issues, with, um, maybe just talk to us about the uh, the matchup, Adam Reynolds uh, versus uh, Nathan Cleary. This uh, should be an absolute beauty. So, Ad, I, I mean, I've got to say, there's matchups all over the park, isn't it? It's it's one of the great grand finals, potentially one of the great grand finals we've, we've ever seen. And, again, um, I think grand finals always find something special. But when you start at the two fullbacks, you know, you've got this rock star in Reese Walsh, up against you know the reliability of of you know, Dylan Edwards, and then you've got you know, Selwyn Cobbo, and then the other winger and Brian Toto mm. not coming up against each other, but two you know, just so important to both their sides. And then you've got Jerome Lewis up against Ezra Mann. They play much the same sort of rugby league. They jump all over the place, and you don't know what they're going to do at times. And that's what you love about them. And then the two you spoke about, two of the most controlled halves in the competition, and two of the probably the best kicking games we've seen in a long time in, in the game as well. So, um, But the one I'm looking forward to, in the front rows, they go with, you know, there's, there's always, they're always great matchups. It doesn't matter what grand final, but I think that the deciding factor in, in this game 
adds is, um, yep. I think, is the two number 13s, Pat Carrigan and Isaiah Yo. Yeah, just what they bring to their sides, the, the energy they bring, and, and just their leadership qualities as well. Um, both have really high rugby league IQs, and I've got to say, Isaiah Yo's game last week in the grand final qualifier, I think it's one of the best games I've ever seen him play. And Pat Carrigan, well, you know what he's going to throw up. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's big, he's fast, he's got a great offload, he's got a really good passing game. And so the number 13s, I think both of those players, they're the ones that are going to decide the grand final outcome. And whichever team wins, I think the number 13 uh, will, be the, will be the Clive Churchill medalist. Hey, Sats, uh, we're back. We're back live from the Koori knockout. And uh, we just want to ask you about Jack Cogger. So I guess it shows the brilliance of Ivan Cleary. So Jack is a bit of a journeyman. He's been at the Bulldogs, also the Newcastle Knights. Then he's in England, and he gets a call from Ivan looking for a Mr. Fix-It at the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, and pretty, we love Jack. It's pretty astute signing, Because he's a Central it? Coast boy. Uh, Jack Cogger. Yeah, it's a pretty astute signing, isn't it? Because he's still only a very young man, and... And everyone's got a everyone's got a date on their on them about when they just when that switch gets turned on, Steve and and Butte. So and it may it may for some it may come like Reese Walsh. It comes when you're 19, and for some it may come when you're 26. But Jack Cogger to get a, a a bench position over the top of Sonny Luke, and I know Sonny Luke. They're probably a little bit concerned about him defensively and and being a real target spot player early on in the game. And and what Cogger brings is that. It's got a really good balance there, bench Penrith actually. You've got Cogger who can play he can play a dummy half, he can you know, he can play half back five eight. You can sort of play anywhere where you need to throw him just as a fill in. Um so you know, and, and then going to Newcastle, I think he's gonna be a great signing for Newcastle because one he's again, he's I think that switch has turned on for him. He's he's now experienced players and being around players that, that know what success look like and it's amazing what you pick up as a player and then take it to other clubs and and then we should try and introduce it or just try and try and polish some of those areas in that club that you're, that you're going to. So, yeah, it's a good little story, isn't it, Jack Cogger, that, that he gets to run out on grand final day. It's outstanding. So that's the, uh, with the game, um, you know, and, and I guess getting away from the NRL and, and thinking about the NRLW, we've got the, uh, the Titans taking on uh, the Knights. We saw Tamika Upton uh, being presented with the Deli M Player of the Year uh, for that competition. Um, how do you see this playing out, mate? Because uh, two very exciting teams who, and, and you know, there's no doubt that this competition has really um, uh, looked improved a lot from when it first started, but also the introduction of the four teams this year has been a real positive, I believe, for the competition. I love it. I love the NRLW, I've got to say. Um, I've actually enjoyed watching the NRLW more so than some of the NRL games. And the reason why I love it is, they don't have the wrestling in the game where you are seeing in rugby league the, the players have got really good tackle technique like your Jake Dubovic's and your Victor Radley's and, and those sort of players Cam Murray's they're actually being penalised yep. for, for wanting to tackle underneath the ball And but what we're seeing in the NRLW is that it hasn't been tainted with that yet my favourite player is Hannah Southwell but, you know, she had last year off but I love her purely because of that because of that great tackle technique Trevor Gilmeister tackle technique and um, and leading out the, the Newcastle Knights uh, women's side, it's, it's exciting, you know, trying to go back-to-back. To me, Gatson, I'm so glad that she won that award. Being there on the night, she was so far down the ladder with two rounds to go. We're going, this isn't right. She's clearly the best player in the comp. So, you know, she had a slow start to the season. but um, And they are, you know, they're an exciting team to watch with both the Southwell, Caitlin Johnston, a 
the, the front row, who's just a, an absolute beast. You know, she's yeah. just so mobile for a, for a front rower. And I've got her as my um, Karen Murphy medalist um, for tomorrow. Uh, but this Gold Coast Titans, they're unpredictable. And that's I think that's what probably frightens the Knights a little bit. They, you don't know what you're going to get with the Gold Coast Titans. You know, they've got a good young team, but also laced with a fair bit of experience as well with you know, Politi's a, a really good player. You've got um, Steph Hancock, who's come off the bench. He's got really good offloads. So, um, you know, I expect the Newcastle Knights to win, but you know what? This, the Titans side have been sneaking up on people in the back half of the season. And Sats, we mentioned earlier this morning, but the Gold Coast, they've actually got grand plans. I think I heard they're aiming for maybe four grand finals in the next decade, and you've got to start somewhere with a plan going forward, don't you? And this could be the first step. Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, uh, Brendan Gale, who's the CEO of Richmond, you know, over a decade ago said that you know, in the next however many years we're going to win three flags or whatever, and people laughed at him. And all of a sudden they became a powerhouse in the AFL. And, and I, I think you know, you, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to make, yeah, you have got to make bold plans and bold predictions because you've got to set a standard for your, for your club. It's no different to a, a company setting standards and setting you know, reachable KPIs. And uh, I've got to say... The, the Gold Coast Titans, they're not far away. And you look at the ladder where they finished, you go, well, that's ridiculous. But you just got to look at where the Warriors finished last year, uh, where the Newcastle Knights finished last year, and just a couple of little changes to their, to their organisation. And maybe the Des Hasler, um, maybe the Des Hasler signing is that, that little missing piece where he's able to add that psychological toughness, mental toughness to the Titans because on paper they're a very good side but there's something missing and then what's missing is I think is their, you know, their emotional intelligence, their ability to, to handle big occasions and, and big moments in games so Des will definitely uh, fill that hole in fill that void for the Gold Coast Titans so you know I like it that you know, Dennis Watton and uh, Steve Mitchell have come out and made bold predictions and people can laugh from a distance but if they look back in you know, 8 or 10 years time and say we've, you know, we've got there or Nelly got there, well at least they've set some pretty high standards yeah, definitely, Sats. Uh, well, thanks, of course, for, for joining us. Uh, just before we let you go and get to the break, obviously there's a, a game in the state championship between uh, the uh, East Brisbane Tigers and uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, of course, got through in the New South Wales Cup. So a quick uh, thought about that. Yeah, uh, as I, I, um, I'm actually looking forward to this game because South Sydney, pure, uh, on paper, are a better side. Now, I, I had a look at the teams throughout the week, and I'm not sure whether Blake Tass playing or not, but... Um, if he's not playing, I think that brings them back to the field. And this Brisbane Tigers side, I suppose what's fortunate enough for them is that they've been able to have the week off. So they, you know, they celebrated for a couple of days and they get back into training and look to a bigger prize. So I know a few players at uh, Melbourne Storm Feeder Club, of course, and they'll have some Melbourne Storm players back in that side. So, um, you know, I, I don't expect them, I don't expect them to be taking this as a, any, uh, taking it too lightly like other Queensland teams have. They had good intents years gone by, but they partied a little bit too hard before the state championship. Well, this Brisbane Tigers side coming from a Melbourne background, they won't allow that to happen. So this will be a really good game. I think South City might be a little bit too, too strong because they you know, they play a lot of their rugby league together, the guys that aren't playing first grade. So, um, But this Brisbane Tigers are a tough side. They're well coached by Matty Church and well led by Riley Jack. So uh, it's a good game. It's a, really, it's a great, great day of rugby league, all three games. Yeah, what a day it will be. Well, thanks, Sats, for, for joining us on Saturdays on the Coast. Uh, and uh, I'm sure the guys thank you as well, Buttes and Steve. See you soon on Crunch Time.